Hey, welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Pebblebrook Cottage Candles. These are my absolute favorite candles in the whole world, and I couldn't be more happy to do an ad for these guys. Ernie comes to my shop and sells me candles all the time, and he started a website, and the website is pebblebrookcottage.com. If you go to his website and you order some candles, use the promo code HIGHNOTE15 to get 15% off your entire order. So basically, these candles, the reason I like them, they smell better. That's the biggest thing. They smell better than any candle I've ever seen. They smell great, and they have every type of scent you can imagine. It's not just a bunch of like tropical fruity flavors. They, they have a variety. Um, you can go kind of pick and choose different scents for how your mood is or whatever, but also, they don't contain, contain all the carcinogens of most of the other candle companies. Uh, they're all natural soy, so they're not going to leave soot on your wall. And I love the fact that I know where my money's going. It's going to Ernie and his wife. It's not going to some big corporation. And I'm getting a better product. And it just feels great to buy them. I, I absolutely love this guy. And I think you should check out their candles. Um, his wife is wonderful at making candles. He's great at selling them. Uh, anyway, again, that is pebblebrookcottage.com. Use the promo code HIGHNOTE15 for 15% off your entire order. And enjoy the show. All right, here we go. Um, okay, today <laughs> my guest is Hitman from Stankboy Seeds. Uh, I met him through Instagram really recently. Just put a thing out on my uh, Canvas page asking if anybody wanted to come talk about weed for a little while. And he was down, and I didn't realize what I was getting into. I thought he was just like an Oklahoma regular Joe that got into it last year like the rest of them. Uh, he is not that, and we'll get into that in just a second. Um, okay, so I'm going to just start with like a few questions, if that's cool. Yeah, like how, how and why did you get into the cannabis industry? Like You said you started in like 08, 09, something like that? Okay, so I've always been in the cannabis industry. Um, I grew on my own, and I sold it when it was illegal. When I grew it on my own, I think I had got maybe five years in of growing it on my own. One of my friends came by and I was smoking on some stuff that I grew. And he was like, bro, that shit is good. He was like, can I get some of that? I was like, oh, I'm thinking in my head, I only got like two or three pounds of this. I was like, bro, I got like a bunch of this stuff that you've been getting. He was like, nah, can I get that? I was like, I only think I got two or three pounds. He was like, how much would you want for it? So in my head, I'm thinking, I'm going to throw some ridiculous number out there and see if he fucking go for it. Sure it did. He bought them and I paid the ridiculous price. So was that like your first official growing and selling your own? Like the first time you sold yes. your own? Okay. So from then, I knew I had something I'm just growing. So anything that I grew, everybody bought. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, that's when YouTube was coming. Where I started doing YouTubes. When I started doing YouTubes in 2007... Um, that's when I came across Marlboro and a few other cats that I had on my team. Reached out to them and was like, let's um, start a seed company. And that was just because me coming back from a cannabis cup and I seen a mom and pop seed company. So they were with it. And so 2009, we really started pushing the brand. Mm -hmm. 2010, High Times came to the United States. So when they came to the United States, we all went to California. <clears throat> when we was there in California, we hit the cup there. Gave out free seeds, really pushed our brand. Then we followed it to Denver. Then we went to um, San Francisco. Then we went to Oregon. <laughs> and we did repeated that for the next five years of just giving out free seeds and pushing the brand. Yeah. So by then, I started hitting up different dispensaries. So now I'm changing the game of how I did something of just pushing the marketing part. So now I'm hitting up dispensaries and trying to get my seeds into their dispensary. 
so where they can grow it and put it on the market. Now, that was very hard. I felt like a rapper trying to go and get somebody to listen to my CD. Right. Yeah, because like dispensaries wouldn't buy nothing but cannabis cup winning strands. If it was Gorilla Glue number four from the east, from the west coast to the east coast, any dispensary had that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was trying to be that one that broke down the barriers to get my stuff in without winning a cup. Did things like the movie Pineapple Express affect anything with like people? I remember there was a time where people didn't even say anything about a strain. You just get weed and it was weed. But I'm also in Oklahoma. Well, I'm so, from California. So, <laughs> so that shit didn't matter. We've been medical since 96. Mm -hmm. So we always known what a strand was called since Snoop came out with the chronic. Okay. Which so ever is since a long then. <laughs> so like 91, 92. Yeah, it was a baby. <laughs> I was like so, two years old when the So from then we it. knew what strands were. Blueberry, hazes, mm -hmm. any of those types of things. <clears throat> and then from that, California now to me, it's like Amsterdam. Really, you know, it, you can go and get you anything that's recreational. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, I go yeah, to LA yeah. a lot for work. Uh, there's like tons. I mean, the tattoo scene out there is almost as serious as the weed scene. And I'll go out there and uh i'll i'll go to a dispensary and grab you want to try this i don't of know course. what's in it but <laughs> but i'll grab uh like different cartridges that we don't have here and shit and i'll compare everything i get out there flour concentrate whatever it's all it was last i checked still a little better <clears throat> um it looks like oklahoma's not catching up fast but catching up like there's some good shit out here yes um a lot of california <laughs> stuff out here too <laughs> what to is that <clears throat> Oh, you that, like it? It's a straight. Sweet. I, okay, so I smoke nothing but indica strands. Okay. I, I, I like that that hard hitting. Yeah, well, I know that's an indica, but I couldn't tell you what it is, whatever yeah, I just so handed you. I put in uh, like a half a gram of wax in it. Okay, that's um, where that sweet, yes. wonderful taste comes from. So, what um, you're saying is in like 10 minutes, I'm not going to be able to function. It, well, it depends. I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how oh, good is your tolerance? <laughs> I think I answered that when I said I'm from Oklahoma. Right, we'll, right, we'll see right, how right, it is. Right. We, we thought we were serious here. Like, I remember when the first time I heard about White Widow, I was a little kid. I wasn't even smoking. I was just like, I was probably 14 and I heard about White Widow. And somebody was like, talking about, you want one of these? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll take both. Yeah, just take both at the same time. Who cares? Uh, White Widow and a few other things. And it was like, if you could find that, it was super expensive by comparison to anything else. And everybody's really excited. And honestly, I think it was just because it had a fucking name, just because it wasn't whatever the fuck from Mexico. Correct. And, and it was like we knew White Widow probably came from a state that was serious, I, like California or maybe. Or actually country. Different White, countries? They were still at yes. least, like, I guess. White Widow's not from the U.S. From, like, the Middle East or something? From the Netherlands. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So were people, do you think people were importing seeds and importing yes. clones? Not so, actually, like, still growing it here? I know a lot of people that were in the military that mm -hmm. went to Afghanistan, maybe the Philippines, stuff like that. They came across cannabis seeds um, and they would bring them back over here. Even if they went to Amsterdam, same thing, they yeah. would bring them back over here. They'll know some friends that were up in the mountains or anything. It, it could be Kentucky, it could be California, it could be a lot of different places throughout the U U.S. Yeah, I can see And that. you think, I'm 48, so even if we went 50 years back, there still was people growing cannabis. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially even in California, up in Northern California. Yeah, like Humboldt, I know, has a Correct. really long history. Correct. Correct. Um, so if you got places like that in, in the U.S. that have been growing for that long, they those are the kind of the things I look for when I go out of different states. What 
Strand was known for this state. Just like when I moved to Florida, because Marble's from Florida, uh -huh. I asked him what was a strand that was from Florida, and it was a crippy seed. You know what I'm saying? That's what they called it, okay. crippy. And I was determined to get that strand from out of Florida so we can have it too. So that's one thing I do. I like to hunt for, for genetics. Really so good out there. When hunt. you're doing that, once you, once you find a strain you're interested in, you uh, obviously you're going to plant some, try to grow it or whatever. Correct. Do you go basically plant 20 plus and hunt down the best one and Correct. then cross that with something else and Correct. go from there? Or... Yes, yes. Okay. And, and then, then even you... with the male, you want to look for a good structure, good smell, yeah. everything like that too. So when you, <clears throat> I don't really understand how seed breeding works completely. I understand like feminized seeds, like you, uh, you can well, I don't self... do feminized okay, seeds. Okay, that was my next question. Yeah, they're not too hard to do. Almost anybody can do it. I just don't like to change the genetics of a plant. Right. So you're making it all female and you're messing with that genetic of that plant now. Right, you, you have like a chin, transgender plant. Correct. I never even thought about correct. it that way. Because so like everybody advertises like feminizes the way to go. But let's say I'm trying to get, especially right now, like COVID-19 shit, everybody's freaking out and doesn't have toilet paper. I would like to have a male plant somewhere. I just need to know it's not touching my females. Like it'd be nice to have some seeds growing. Right. So I could see the benefit in both sides. Um, but I never thought about feminized as a bad thing until right now. Like you're fucking with the genetics too much. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Like the whole like GMO and all that shit people, thank you. People are all paranoid about. Correct. I could see all that being, uh, being bad actually. And like, but is that not like the biggest marketing thing when you see other seed companies, it's always feminized seeds, feminized seeds, like. And the reason why is that is because <clears throat> a lot of home growers don't want to go from seed all the time. Right. So they want to be able to cut clones. Mm -hmm. They have a female. They know that if they did six seeds and if the six came up, those six are going to be female. See right. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and then you can clone the shit out of them. Correct. Which I've just now, like, I've failed at cloning a few times because everybody says how easy it is. So mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't actually go in with the right approach. I didn't do a bunch of research. I was just like the lady at the store that sells me the shit. Like, oh, yeah, dip it in that. There's a lot more to it than what people say. So if it's not a stable genetic of those female seeds, mm -hmm. when you flower it out, you're going to wonder why you keep getting these little nanners showing that it's a male, too. So you so have, you're a, have male. Like a herm? Correct. Okay. You're gonna, most definitely have a hurt. Okay. Um, so I guess like what I've been doing so far, and I'm guessing this is most home growers around here. I started with clones cause it's like, well, it's already started. I don't even have to fucking stress about the first week or two. Um, and then I would transplant them as soon as I wouldn't like bring them home and transplant them that day. I'd let them make sure they're healthy. <clears throat> and I, it sounds Quarantine weird, them. kind of get to know them. Yeah. Yep. Keep them away from everything. And then I would transplant them into a big uh, seven gallon, like smart pot. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had any transplant issues until really recently. And it was like, I was transplanting an auto and apparently that's not as easy. You can't do that. Yeah, they're fucking pieces of shit. Yes. <laughs> Those things are pissing me off so much right now. Yes, but the pot that you put it in. Yeah, that's you just, and that's, correct. I've done, that's what I did the first time I started it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try this. And I started them in cups just to see. And People are correct. You cannot do that very easily. Yep. You but, can't super crop them. You can't do yeah. nothing. And that was the other, like, they're not fun. Like, I, I described <laughs> them to my wife as the traditional tattooing uh, of growing. I was like, it's just like you just plant it and, and you give it. it water and watch it. And you can bend it a little if you want to. That's yeah. about it. Yes. And yep. uh, basically, sorry, that's really good. Okay. So this is something you grew, obviously, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to need to get some seeds off you, <laughs> but 
Also some growing advice. But when I would buy a clone and transplant it, I would just basically go on YouTube. There's a couple good channels I liked. And then I would uh, ask some friends. I got a friend that grows that has a commercial grow that's doing pretty good. And everybody would give me some conflicting opinions and advice. And then I just stopped, stopped looking out of my own head and just went with common sense. And that's when it started going really smooth, actually. It just go, if I was a fucking plant, what would I want done to me? Well, and, like, that's how I've been... I noticed a lot of people look on YouTube and watch a lot of growers. Yeah. The thing is, every grower is different. So the thing is, is to pick up as much knowledge as you can of that grower that you're watching, but yet do what you do and what you need to do for your right role. make it your own correct um i've seen people learn somebody's structure on youtube repeat it and then when they talk to another grower they're more arguing of this grower's growing compared to their right. growing instead of it being their growing right and i mean if you took let's say it's and i compare everything to tattooing because i've engulfed myself in tattooing since i was a teenager but um if you take 30 tattooers and you ask them how they they pull a line and what line are they used for that line you're going to get 29 answers at least like they're not going to be the same correct and in growing it seems to be the same and it's like there's not really a right way there's just a lot of wrong ways from what i can tell just or, like <laughs> a lot of growers <clears throat> when we first started it was a lot of growers that would teach you how to do the basic homestead growing when i say that where you can sit here and do instead of a person that can't afford to go and spend thirty dollars on some clone X. Right. Aloe vera, regular honey. Really? Store by honey. You can do cloning. Okay. Well I, I actually tried to skip the clone X recently and just did water. Um So I'm gonna show you the difference between the two. Okay. Clone X has all kind of hormone stuff in it to change to make that plant root. Okay. So as soon as you do that and use it, it's gonna change the genetic of that plant. So anybody that says they grow organic, if you're using any Clonex, you're not organic. That's I've also seen a, and I'm hoping you can explain to me why this is an argument, but between uh, organic growers and people that are using, I mean, synthetic. What, yeah, people use the word salts a lot. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Well, I mean, but, when you use a lot of synthetic stuff, it has a lot of salt buildup inside okay. the root area. Um, but one guy in town, he grows... And I'm not going to say names here because it's a beautiful, beautiful product. Beautiful. Smells great when you open the container. Tastes like nothing. And you could smoke fucking 20 of them. Won't get you high at all. Like, I've never smoked weed. I've never <laughs> smoked five joints and not felt something. And this one, I, he gave me, um, I want to say it was like probably about a half ounce. And I smoked a little over a quarter of it all at once. And I couldn't feel a thing. It didn't do anything. And I, I'm like... I have a pretty low tolerance compared to and didn't most feel people. A thing. Mm -mm. And okay. and he was he's always constantly bashing the organic growers. I have a friend that grows organic. It wasn't CBD. No, it was it was supposed to be good. That was the that was okay. the thing. Like okay. he 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 assured me this was like gonna fucking blow my mind, knock my socks off, all this. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll try it. And it smelled good. It smelled like mangoes. So, um, long story short, the. The product he grows looks good, tastes like nothing, smells good, doesn't do anything though. Yes. And I can't figure it out, but he's very into the non-organic side. My organic buddy grows some crazy shit that'll fucking kill you. So I'm not saying I think organic's better or worse, but what's, I, it, do you I, think there's a big difference? <laughs> like, yes, because you're already saying it is. You know what I'm saying? One grows some stuff that looks nice and pretty, and then the other one grows some stuff that's just knocking you off your foot. Right. <clears throat> 
So the grower over here, number one, he's probably not feeding it and knowing how to dial into that genetic of that strand. And the other one does. Yeah, one dude's like, I would almost call him a hippie. He's like really in tune with the plants. And the other guy's very um, bro sciencey. Like he's, he seems scientific when he talks. And, and the genetics of that strand could be a low THC too. Okay, yeah, and that was the other thing. I feel like genetics play a huge role. Yes. And like, cause I've seen people that fuck shit up and the weed still turns out okay. I mean, I've yes. had some, I had to had to kind of cut it short. Like I was looking at the trichomes so and there's like one milky one, but shit's going downhill and I'm trying to save it and all that. And they didn't quite make it to the point I wanted to harvest and they still were pretty decent. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that I would just assume I owe that to good genetics because it wasn't my skills at all. <laughs> so when, when you're growing and you're looking at that little window that mm -hmm. for your harvest and you're looking for the milky and the amber, when you're going through that window, it's only a small little window when you harvest for that. And after that, either side is the same do you see what i'm yeah. saying so if you harvest too, too early or harvest too late those two highs are going to be the same okay which that's i've heard if you go close to too late you get more of a body high um and the high lasts longer like if you can go like three quarters amber and and a little bit of milky mm -hmm. but if you push that too far you go right back to more okay the, yes okay um i mean that makes sense like i've never really got into too much of the technical side of my theory with growing my own is if I were right now, if I had to go to the store and pay money for weed when I can't work for at least a month legally, uh, <laughs> I think I would probably not be buying very much weed. No. But I have enough. I don't really fucking care. So right. it's like if it's okay, smoke twice as much. If it's really good, smoke half as much. And and that's kind of been my theory with growing. And I figure I'll never master it, but eventually I'll, I'll have a thing I'm really proud of and a way of doing it that that is cool. And... I would like my kids to have a fucking green thumb, but it doesn't necessarily have to be related to weed. Um, like teach them to grow tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm really happy that I, I've learned how to grow a plant. Like it's really weird. I never thought of it as this huge fun thing. And like, it's kind of like farming, but especially in times like this, when everybody's freaking out about food, I'm like, hey, I got weed, I got bullets, I can trade shit. Right. I can, I could do a tattoo. I right. just, we just gotta hide. If it's the apocalypse, I'm guessing I'm not getting arrested for that shit. <laughs> so it's been, it's been a really fun uh, adventure for me. But I'm always just back and forth with the, like, I think everybody thinks their way is correct, or at least in Oklahoma, it being new. I think everybody, whatever they end up doing, they're so proud of it. They just, believe they're right and that means everybody else has to be wrong and i've seen a lot of good weed and a lot of bad weed so i don't really see that as i don't know it just doesn't seem like an across the board thing everybody's got to do it one way right so i'm glad i have somebody that is not from here here today like when i found <laughs> out you were coming from like or that you came from uh yeah. california that that excited me a lot because like california as a state every time i go back i'm like man i couldn't live here but so much great shit comes out of california like the the weed culture the music culture the fucking tattoo culture, all culture in general. It's a very cultural place. Very cool. So I figure you have a longer history than anybody I'm going to run into out here. <laughs> and like my buddy that grows, he's from, uh, he's from Arizona. He's supposed to come on here sometime in the next week. Um, and being from Arizona, I don't know if he was kind of in it and not say anything because they had some laws passed a few years ago, but he's lived here for like three or four years. So I'm not sure how his background is on that. And I'm, I'm going to ask him about yep, that shit. Eager. Most most people that are at your like that have been doing it as long as you're doing it obviously well technically you'd have to but a lot of people started out in the underground and kind of segued into the commercial of okay because like out here i think it's everybody that was underground tried to open a dispensary because they weren't growing they were just buying it from a guy somewhere else like or at least in lawton every company 
that's big in this industry from the United States is all underground. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, I mean, the whole Cookies family, yeah. that's underground. Burner was slinging pounds when it was illegal and doing his thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. He was slinging to 2 chains. all them. They were the ones that was buying it and rapping about it and talking yeah. about it. That's what launched them. Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's so crazy Jungle to think Royce, like, you can do something illegal and have somebody rap about thing. it. And it's okay. Those are a bunch of guys that grew in their yeah. closets or their garage or, yeah. Yeah, broken. and I mean, I, I know, like, I watch, it's a silly movie, but, like, the Cheech and Chong movies and shit where they're growing in these huge fucking farms and they pretend it's a swimming pool to hide it and all this weird shit. Like, I'm That's guessing... California. Yeah, I was gonna say, it seems all like it's comical and just funny and theatrical, but I'm guessing that all so comes real. from true stories. Yeah. Yes. Like, all the... And the like, uh, the characters on movies that have like the huge underground grows that are literally underground. And I'm like, oh shit! As I'm seeing this this world come together in Oklahoma and started with a bunch of people that had twenty thousand dollars in their bank account and decided we're gonna get rich. Um, and then the people are just now really like people like you are showing up and kind of stepping into it. And then like, uh, man, I forget who it is. What his name is? The guy that owns Helix. I think it's Levi can't remember where he's from but he's from some other or he's from here and went to like colorado or something to start the business when you have okay so you have a legal business and how many states do you guys work in good lord <clears throat> we work in one oh here. okay we have our genetics in different dispensaries in different oh, states. oh gotcha okay i thought you guys so before have you worked in different states like have you yes okay so how does uh going across like moving a company like that that's still in a lot of gray areas for the federal government. Mm -hmm. You came from one state to the next to the next, and you're kind of leaving a trail behind and making a name for yourself so people want to buy your seeds in different places. When you go from one state to the next, is that hard to carry over? And is it like the same thing every time paperwork-wise? Not for me as a seed company. Okay. <clears throat> now that I'm tied to this farm here in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. for me to move that brand to the next state, is not a problem okay because what you're doing is just moving the brand you're not moving the company i gotcha. still i still will have one here in oklahoma and i can have one in was it illinois that just went i think so is it illinois illinois so say if i went to illinois i gotta go see how much it costs to get the license do right. this and if i gotta be a residency if i gotta have a residency find somebody there that wants to partner up with me and and that's the other thing when it first started, everybody offered, and it was not because I was a resident, because there were tons of other people around here in it, but I had tons and tons of people offering me 10%, 15% of their company, whatever, for like 10 grand. And I'm just like, wait, you're evaluating a dispensary and grow and processing company all in one as a $100,000 company? And they're like, no, we just need your name. And I'm like, well, for fucking 10 grand to give you my name, it sounds like it always sounded too good to be true. Um... I haven't heard of, damn, that's Lawton. That's how you, every, every podcast, there's <laughs> one ambulance. Let's go down in the L. Cop cars and shit. But um, I have no idea where I was at. Whatever you gave me, very strong. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad so, you liked. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so people going from state to state, where was that, guys? Grand. Come on. Marlboro, help me out, man. Ten grand. Everybody offered me a stake in their company for ten grand. Thank you, Marlboro. Save the day because he's not high. Uh, anyway, um, for ten grand, I assume I'm I'm uh, named to help them if they have a federal issue. Um, probably not an actual partner, and I assume I'm going to get screwed if it's not somebody I know. 
Correct. Do, okay, that's because I had, I mean, I'm saying like I had probably 50 plus people offer me that and it's just because they know I own a business that operates under cash and they assume that I make decent money and they know I live cheap. So they're like, anybody that knows me is like, oh dude, yeah, that guy's got a normal ass house and he's like, I, I don't waste a lot of money. Um, so I'm assuming they just figured I'm somebody with 10 grand, which actually, by the time they were asking me, I didn't have that much extra money anyway. Right. But, um, I mean, the license out here was ridiculous cheap. Uh, yeah. It was like 2,500 or something. Yeah, right. That's like giving it away. Mm -hmm. Well, I think they realized all the fucking tax revenue, you got to get a, a bunch of people and saturate the market and make it crazy. True. And, uh, cause I mean, like how many dispensaries do we have in Lawton? I think it's around 60. Does that sound right? Man, it <clears throat> We play That's Call lot, of Duty. Though. This is a prime example. <laughs> we play Call of Duty. So when you hit one of these boxes to secure it, it sends up this light, yellow light up in the sky mm -hmm. where anybody can see it from far distance. That's what Oklahoma was like. <laughs> Just a big fucking light. But as soon as you guys went medical, yeah. it was a, like a green light that shot up in the sky. And every state, especially California, Oregon, and Denver, looked at you guys and was like we're going there yeah and there, there was like on the level mm -hmm. i'm talking i saw a lot of people that were they were locals and they were trying to find somebody to partner <clears throat> with and there were people coming out here offering oh yeah and then uh most of the people i know that were like okay so my landlord at the other shop he's uh he's got money and he opened a dispensary in his building and he hired people from colorado um and maybe california or something i know different states that have been legal for a couple of years at least and he brought people in to help with the grow and all kinds yeah. of consultants. The, and then there's one big one in town that used to be a bowling alley. Yeah. It's fucking huge. And they said they're going to do grow processing and dispensary right now. It's just a dispensary. And they're waiting on architects. Okay. How serious is architecture and growing? Because I thought it was just set up some rooms, make sure the airflow is right. You know. I mean, it depends about the building. It's a giant rectangle. <clears throat> no, I'm just saying this is a building probably in the city area, mm -hmm. correct? just like ours ours is in medicine park and it was built from the ground up this is a structure building that's already there and for you to move and you might have a uh what kind of beam is that 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 retrofit to you know you might have a beam over your head that's uh i'm trying to think what it's called in construction <laughs> An I beam? Yeah. yeah, but okay. if you move that beam, it's must it's, it's one of those structural weight bearing. Weight structural bearing. or weight Correct. bearing. Okay, so, gotcha. So you had to have ARPA I can even architects. architects. Okay. Well yes. this that was the thing. This was a bowling alley, so it was pretty open as is, but it does have like now that you mentioned that it has a bunch of fucking beams for support. Correct. Correct. I just like what was in my head was you have like a big ass flower room so, and a big ass veg so, room. So when you look at their stuff when it's done, it's gonna look like a, a real professional lab right. everything do you so, see what i'm saying yeah and and then um we have a lot of people that do indoor and outdoor mm -hmm. i feel like if you get that serious about the indoor and and then you're growing out in oklahoma where the weather's fucking crazy like how high risk is it to have an outdoor grow here because i mean we have hail storms and fucking tornadoes i hear everything you can imagine okay. weather-wise so that's kind of like the same question that puerto rico went through puerto rico's medical there mm -hmm. and they grow indoor and outdoor now just imagine <clears throat> you have an outdoor grow in puerto rico it's humid and they get a lot of storms oh shit <laughs> constant rainstorms but the rainstorms don't last too long that's why it's always humid right so here you guys have 
big size hail and tornadoes. So you have to kind of, as a grower, look at what part of the map of tornadoes go. Yeah. And then what part doesn't. And those ones right there, those are the ones that you really focus on to your investors. Like, this is a good area to be right. in. Right. This is Just not going to get stay too- out of the tornado alley. Like, Basically. Don't- so, I mean, I don't know. How long have you lived here? You said since like February or something? Correct. Okay, so, so more. <laughs> more is where you don't want to put anything. More is like, I'm not even fucking playing every three years. The whole, like this whole section of the town disappears. They build houses in it again. And then just, poof, what, same thing. And I'm like, why don't you guys just make that like a fucking field of nothing? Right. And it it's like right as you go into more, there's just this whole area that gets wiped out. And a couple of years ago, it was real fucking bad. Um but around here, there are areas, like, I didn't know if that was if you guys get as scientific as you do with that and, like, talk to people that know the area or, like, I'm assuming there's radar shit on that and all that. But there are areas that I don't think would ever get hit. I never even thought about that. Now, hell, hell's still an issue because we yes. get some monster fucking hell. So I there's heard. still a risk there. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's a risk <laughs> no matter how you look you at it. You just fucking go for you, it? Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, if you have both... And, and I, I would look at it like investing, like a lot of people, when they buy stocks, they try to diversify as much as possible, mm-hmm. you know, buy a little of this, a little of that. It makes sense to have indoor, outdoor seeds processing. If you could have your fingers in all the markets, mm-hmm. is that a mindset that's pretty common in the cannabis world or is yes. that just, okay. I, I mean, um, I've seen most do, people. Some don't. A lot of, it depends a lot on of how grows, you are as a brand moving. Yeah. Well, a lot of the uh, dispensaries in town, I was saying a lot of the grows, but a lot of the dispensaries in town have a grow that's like their own and they're just trying to figure it out and trying to keep their inventory up and Mm -hmm. it's not really full-blown professional. Mm -hmm. So like their top shelf fucking good shit will be purchased Mm -hmm. and then they'll just have stuff and everything in their pre-rolls or whatever is all going to be stuff they grew that's okay. And some of it's turning out really good. Like I've, I mean, some of the dispensaries around here that grow their own, I've been very impressed with and they didn't bring anybody from out of state. They just had like a farming background and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. grandma with the green thumb and grandpa that had the farm and this and dude that fucking probably, has a bunch of money <laughs> and probably came across a, uh, came across a couple of cannabis guys oh and for asked sure ask questions yeah yeah i don't think they're just coming watch out youtube yeah yeah i'm curious how much professional growing in this state comes from youtube learning now because like it's a lot <laughs> i'm gonna say that probably helped everybody in the yeah. industry well youtube's real cool like i uh i know most of what i've learned is on youtube uh, one of my buddies that has a grow, I asked him like, how did you learn? And he was like, well, a bunch of ways I've been doing it for a while, but here's a few links and just sent me YouTube shit. And I was like, I just started subscribing to all those channels. I wish I could remember the names of them, but I like, I look at it. Um, there's a couple guys out of Canada. They're really cool, but I like looking at, and this is probably just me being a nerd. I like to find somebody that's young, like 20, 25 that's doing it mm-hmm. and somebody that's old as fuck that's like super grandpa looks like Willie Nelson mm-hmm. and I like to watch them in the same day and see what I can and try to find all the Pick good for both mm-hmm. yeah and that's it because I assume the young guys are in the they're more aggressive at trying shit and the mm-hmm. old guys are more seasoned and that might sound like I'm being ageist or whatever but I, I think no, with experience yeah. you know yes. I, and then I think the older you are, the more likely you are to have a thing that works and not feel like experimenting. The older person might tell the younger one, why are you doing that? Right. He's like, oh, pops, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for a while. But he's like, but so have I. (laughs) So I'm trying to see why you're doing that when I could tell you something that would be much quicker. Yeah. And that's, I've seen a lot of people that uh, are not open to exchanging ideas back and forth like that. And then I've seen a bunch of people that are like, we're cool about it. Millennium age. 
like I said, I'm 48. So I was born in the 70s. So anybody that was like hippie growing then in mm. the 70s, those were they were in their 30s and 40s. So you go on the age now, they're much older. Like you said, Willie Nelson yeah. and stuff. And then somebody like me trying to tell somebody that's 25, they don't want to hear what I got to say where I listen to them. Right. And that's the thing. It's really, it's refreshing to hear that because a lot of people I meet that are, I think there's like a threshold. There's a sweet spot. Like if you're in your 40s or 50s, usually you're at a spot where you're kind of embracing technology and you're understanding new things and you're willing to listen, but you also have enough experience that most of what you know is probably better than the new shit. Correct. But there's there's going to be some things I think people just figure out all the time and Correct. weed's getting fucking wild. Like, yes. like I, I don't know. I mean, whatever that was was wild. But there's like THC numbers that are fucking crazy. Like somebody showed me one that was like 36%. And I'm like, how the fuck do you make it 36%? Did you inject it? So is, is that... I like, haven't even seen... Yeah, oh, I really? haven't... Yeah, I haven't seen okay, one. Okay, that was my next question. Is that even a real fucking number? Because I've heard... One lady told me that the grow that she works for injects... <laughs> she said they inject terpenes and uh distillates into the stock right before they harvest and i was like how the fuck is that better it's than like just conspiracy theories right yeah there that didn't campus. make any sense yeah. i was like you're so you're just injecting it, it's not gonna kill it and she's like i don't know they just said it brings up the numbers and i was <laughs> thinking you could just print a sheet out that brings up the numbers kind of what i was so maybe do you think that that girl had been told that and actually they're just paying mm -hmm. off the lab yes i think okay and is that like, see, the thing is, weed seems like such a fucking wonderful, like loving, nice industry where everybody's cool, but there's just the rich guys that get into it that were already rich guys off the wrong shit seem to be get, some of them are probably cool, but like the doctors that have grows and dispensaries and shit, I'm assuming they're doing whatever they have to take to whatever it takes to make more money and has nothing to do with quality or competition <clears throat> or trying to. I think anybody yourself. I think anybody that tries to jump in it for the money don't last too long. Okay, that's good to hear. The <laughs> ones that come in for the passion of it mm -hmm. and know they're going to make the money really blow yeah. up in the industry. Well, and that's the thing like there's there is something to I mean tattooing is the same way if if you don't fucking absolutely love it um you'll make a living but that's it and you're not right. going to you're not going to have a long fucking rewarding career you're just going to get by <clears throat> cuz they're in for the for the money so yeah. they're going to try to sit there and say a dispensary. They're gonna to try to pump out as much flour, topicals, whatever they is selling out of the dispensary, yeah. they're gonna sell it. That's it. They might do some t-shirts, that's yeah. it. They might try to open up another one, that's it. Where, as with our farm, as a seed company, we're just not selling flour or trim or keef, we sell seeds too. And we compete in different states. Yeah. And we compete in different all over the world. So when it, you're just limited in that one little area, you're not really pushing as a brand. So now your brand that's going all over the world is going to different states, just like cookies. We can open up a Stank Boy Seeds in New York. We can do a Stank Boy Seeds in France. Okay. I didn't even think about it. Like, you can sell seeds, like, anywhere. There's really not much regulation on seeds themselves, right? Not even just that. They're, those states, those countries are even medical. So we can come and step shares and buy a building and turn it into a dispensary. And now we're just pushing our strands up in there. Maybe I linked up with different other seed companies and said, look, since our brand is like this, we'll sell you guys' stuff in our dispensary. That's the same thing that what Burner did with cookies. 
Yeah. Burner Downs inside the cookie store, they don't just sell cookie brand grown stuff. They got Gas House with Runts and all this. You got the Skittle family. You got all those under that brand. And all that goes back to the whole, like the sharing, like we were talking about before we started recording it, like the just fucking information, product, money, whatever, sharing, anybody that needs help, going back and forth. Is there somebody at the door again? Okay. I was like, it's wild. We can't do a whole hour without somebody at the door. I'm like, there's a sign on the door. The whole town shut down. Why the fuck are you pulling on the door? <laughs> what? Oh, well, everybody's in a mask now. <laughs> did he look? Did he look normal? He looked kind of sketchy. Okay, cool. Not not anybody I need to worry about. He's probably gonna try to break in tonight and hope that he can go out the back door. <laughs> I was just discussing that with my last dude. I was. Uh, That's funny. Uh, there's no back door, so yeah. it's all brick. And if you break into here, there's nothing to steal except this computer and these mics, which I'll right. take this computer home. And uh, I have an alarm, and I don't live far from here, and I drive fast. And if there's no traffic, I can get here before you're out and just park right in front of there and trap you and be like, hey, bitch, you want to apologize? You want to say you're sorry? Like, fucking make a little bitch out of them. Um, I always have a new plan. Like, I've been legitimately concerned with this shit, though, lately. Like, people are breaking into shit that doesn't even make sense. Like, nail salons. Like, why the fuck are you breaking into a nail salon? There were five in one night. Like, yeah, I um I seen a nail salon that had their bottom window busted mm-hmm. out next door to Torium spot. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Why a nail salon? Yeah, is that what it is? Just. Oh, somebody is banging. Police. It's the police. Yeah. Oh. Should I answer it? I mean. There's like three of them. Um. Okay. We'll pause real quick. And we're back. Uh, I had to visit with the police real quick. Uh. <laughs> Apparently, oh man, that was funny. apparently, uh, it's important to not be doing tattoos in here. And thankfully I was not, I was doing a podcast and that's okay. As long as we have less than six people. So, um, should I throw badge numbers? No, just... no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, it, luckily funny. it was, uh, it was one of the cool cops. So it's fine. Uh, what were we talking about and where were we, man? Oh man, we were all over the place. Okay. Let's get back good. to all over the place. Um, yeah. wh- how long hey, do you, Kobe, you got a stick? Before I even get going, we can need. Oh, yeah, you got one already twisted. Uh, well, actually, that's just. Uh, I dumped out a Swisher and put some. It's sativa, but you can. I mean. It's like a peach. Uh, you can go for it, dude. Um, it's like a peach Swisher that I, instead of actually rolling it, just dumped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need that? Yeah. I try to keep it ready for everybody, but. Um, oh, no, 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 no. I want one that's actually. Oh. Old. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just, yeah, there's like yeah, a little bit yeah. of tobacco in the yeah, back yeah. of that. Here, here you go. Coke. You want that? No, he's going to split this. And he's going to have something in. better. Oh, there's like a technique to this now? Yeah. No, I'm saying there's there's yeah. weed in that. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I just dumped out most of the tobacco. Uh, oh, most of the tobacco? Yeah, like, so okay. No, I'll show, no, it's like right there. Okay. From there down's tobacco. Oh, it's like okay. a little filter. Okay. You're good. Yeah, I was like, this is complicated, man. I, what are you I guys looked doing? at it and I was like, oh, it's just it needs No, to it's split. not a swisher. No, there's weed in the front. <laughs> you didn't even uh, split it open. You just yeah, stuffed it. Yeah, it's, it's a little heavier than... Usually I'll roll like a gram to a gram and a half in one, if that. And I don't know. That's a lot more than that. Yeah, but, no. That's like a, what I roll, about okay. two grams. Two oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Which, what's crazy is I thought blunts were like way bigger. These things, you can pack like two and a half into that. Really? Like, yeah, if you, you bring it all the way up to the end. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't pack it so tight that it's ridiculous, but uh, <laughs> you can. Um, okay, so let me get to the actual questions I had written down. 
when do you think f- cannabis will be federally legal? Like, do you think they're they're going to pass a bill in the next couple of years? Or so they did pass one in the House. Mm-hmm. It has to go through the Senate. Once it go through the Senate, then it will go into a bill. So they already passed for that. They're trying to do it just because Canada was recreational, so they want to go me- medical all the way right. across. So but if it's I say within the next three to four. And you think after that we'll follow with rec, or do you think it'll be medical for like a pretty good amount of time and then pretty amount of time? Okay, because that's it. Seems like the weird thing you got to introduce it as medicine, and then people will be like, okay, well you don't have to have a card to get medicine now. I mean, it's kind of silly. It's like it starts out people think it's Lortabs, then it turns out it's more like vitamin C, right. and uh, and they're like, oh, it's not like my what I was told about weed when I was a kid is fucking ridiculous compared to what weed actually is. Like what everybody's always told me when I was younger, yes, um, you would hallucinate and all these different things, and I'm like, man, where did they get that weed? Well, I mean, <laughs> it depends on what you maybe smoking or maybe even eating. Cause yeah, I've heard people panic. Yeah, and think they're gonna die. Yeah, and I've stuff had like some that. strong animals before. <laughs> I got a buddy that he gave me some chocolates that uh, he like, was like, all I got left is these two milligrams. You want some? I was like, yeah, just give me a bunch of them. And it turns out they were 40. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I ate a fucking handful of them. Yeah, it's like you're uh, not going to die. Yeah. Just lay down and sleep it off. Yeah, it was one of those things. I was like, this is really entertaining. And I'll text him in the morning and let him know so this doesn't. I mean, I, I was worried about his bottom line. I was like, dude, that's got to cost a lot of money. Like, you're selling the 40s for the price. It was like $2 a piece for 40 milligram edibles like before it was legal. So, right, right. Um, no, I think people that eat edibles have a really good tolerance because they're eating stuff that's taking control of their whole body mm-hmm. where we smoke and it just... Oh, I do both. Kind of, Usually at bedtime, oh, I get wow. a nice edible. I command uh, you. I can't do both. <laughs> Uh, no, I can, so, barely, I can barely do the edibles. Usually what I do, uh, there's a brand called Smokies that's an Oklahoma brand that I actually really like, and they're like vegan gummies, and mm-hmm. they're 10 milligrams. I would put up to anybody else's 50. So I don't know if it's really just 10 milligrams or if they're just like what they're doing, but those fuckers are strong, dude. Okay. So I'll cut one of those in half like when I'm trying to function, mm-hmm. and then I'll eat like one to two and a half at bedtime sometimes. What's like, the most you've ever eaten? Uh, 300 milligrams throughout a day, not all at once. Yeah, he's like, nothing. Yeah, I ate like, but I had a yeah. really bad back injury and I was just like <laughs> munching on these things that my buddy how Andy brought me. How many you do, how many, how many you do, if you used to eat your edibles, how many milligrams in a day you could do? Oh, 500 to 500. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a little bitch then. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> the so, me? Some of them. It would probably be like 50 milligrams. Okay, yeah, like 50 is usually where I cap it. Bro, I, I, I would be done. Sleep somewhere. Yeah, so if you take, if you get these Smokies and you take one of the 10s, you'll probably like it. Like, it's not crazy. It's not going to fuck you up. But I've eaten three of them, and it's like, I'm telling you, one is like 50 of anything else. Like, yeah, any see. other brand I've had, one of these is so like... my tolerance is high on smoking. Uh-huh. Marvel's tolerance is high on edibles. <laughs> so I couldn't compete on yeah. eating edibles. Where he can't compete on the smoking. Do you yeah, see what I'm yeah, no, that's yeah, and I've noticed, and I thought this was just me for a long time, but I'll get like the vape pens and shit. I'll get a tolerance really quick to the vape pen, not to weed. Yeah, and then I'll smoke, and the like smoking will get me pretty good. So I'll leave the vape pen alone for a couple of days. So now I kind of do a thing where I'll smoke most, almost every day, um, but before bed I just do edibles, and then I'll hit the vape pen for like three days in a row, and then I'll stop for a week, and then three days in a row, and. And I kind of rotate so I can keep like a steady, uh, a variety, I guess, where I'm not constantly like building up a tolerance to one thing. And that keeps it, 
for financial reasons at least, if you don't need as much, you know, you can Correct. keep. So people are always bragging about their crazy tolerance, which like when you work for a company or co-own a company or you're involved in any company, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But if you're like me and you're buying your edibles, mm -hmm. it could get expensive. To, oh, like course. weed too. Of course. People need to learn how to make their own. Yeah. Um, I wish I knew how to make my own. <laughs> I, uh, I've thought about doing like can of butter and stuff, but the thing with edibles for me is I like the, I like the fact that they're packaged the way they are and I can put them up really high or in a safe and not worry about my kids. I don't yeah. want to bake some fucking brownies. And like have one of my kids get a hold of right. it. So it's like anytime you have a snack, then you got to explain, no, these are daddy's snacks. So it's like, I don't want to do that. No, I, Not remember, at my house. I remember when my, uh, <laughs> my daughter, when she was 15, she had got a hold of my white brownie that I made for her and she ate like half of it. And she told me she was getting ready to go outside and play. And I was like, okay. And I remember her being in the bathroom, brushing her hair. Mm. I was uh, watching a TV show <laughs> and at least a good 30, mi <laughs> 30 minutes went by. And I looked and she was still brushing her hair and I went in and looked at her and she was high. I literally had it went in there and laid her down and told her mom, like, you got to put these. Yeah, you got to be careful with these things. Yes. And that's the thing with with anything like, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me, well, I started smoking when I was 13 or whatever. And I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing you could do if you're going to smoke or drink at 13. I'd highly recommend not drinking. But uh I, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy that I was in my 20s when I started smoking weed. Like the guy that was just on here, he was like, you know the shit we used to get when we were in high school. I was like, no, nah, I never smoked weed in high school. Like, Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm new. He's like, how new? I was like, a couple years. Like I'm like new, new. I was in he my like, mid 20s. New, new. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, for real? Like he was like super surprised just because like. Right. Because he thought you did. I don't know. I was like, right. I guess people usually don't wait till they're already doing okay to start smoking weed. <laughs> I was like, let me make sure I can afford this shit before because I might like it. Uh, so, yep, a lot of people wasn't like that. They yeah. just dove in. Dude, I was very disciplined as a kid. And I've like, as an adult, reverted back to like, I'm a giant kid. Right. Like, I, I do a bunch of goofy shit. I'm doing a podcast, fucking live streaming on Instagram. That's not, see, that's not a thing grownups are supposed to do but uh what i don't know man all the, the new thing all the technology i'm going backwards i was like really into instagram for promoting my shop and all that for a long time and it's like i feel like word of mouth and like flyers yeah, I mean, are cool again like th i kind of like are, flyers those are but you still oh yeah no i'm still gonna do it i know i have like to the number yeah. one base you right? still doing the youtube like no no but i thought about going back to it um, also when you have a cannabis channel on YouTube, can you make money the same? Like, do they do the monetization thing no. or no, I figured not. You get a lot of shit pulled. You gotta have like backup accounts. And I'm all sure this. I would. It depends on how and what I do and put on. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, there, there's one on there that's like really big and he has a Patreon account and then like, he has like all these grow tutorials. It's called Mr. Canucks grow. He's a dude out of Canada and he has people <clears throat> go to his Patreon and donate because he can't make ad money off of YouTube. Correct. And uh, people will, and then when you donate, you get access to all this other shit, and he'll send you way more information behind the scenes, and that's kind of his motivation. Like, okay. YouTube draws you to his other thing. He, he learned the loophole of it. Yeah, because otherwise, you're never going to make money on YouTube the way he's doing it. Correct, <laughs> correct. But I figured since it's, like, federally legal where he's um, at. Twitch. Twitch? You can do yeah. Twitch? You know, that's a little yeah. gray line area, Yeah, Twitch. I tried to stream on Twitch once or twice, uh, because one time I was doing a tattoo, and my client was, he's like a streamer, he does video game shit and all that, and I made $20 off of his listeners while tattooing him, and I was like, hold up, hey, he's trying to get you over here. <laughs> uh, so, I made 20 bucks 
off of just like the, the guy was like, oh yeah, your tattoo artist is fucking hilarious. Give him $20 and gave the guy $20 to give me. And I was like, oh shit, I got to try Twitch. People just give dude, away money. Dude, it's weird. People give away money. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you could, if not that, I'll post pictures <laughs> of my feet. It's whatever you got to do. I see people now on my snap, just going through my little feed mm -hmm. and seeing girls like booty shot, yeah. feet, yeah. whatever, <laughs> you know, this how much cash out. Yeah, information. I'm like, dude, what the I'm hell? like, people pay for that. <laughs> and then meanwhile, during the coronavirus, uh, Pornhub's free. Pornhub premium is apparently free right now. I've been told that three times. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah he told me that the other day. <laughs> Marlboro's like, yes, sir. How <laughs> <laughs> <was> fuck is. <laughs> He's like, man, I, the reason he actually, how'd you hurt your hand? You said something about hurting your hand? Yeah, forklift. Okay, it wasn't anything related to this subject? No, no, okay, no, no, okay. No. I mean, I... I <laughs> it wasn't related to Florida. I've, I've had some rough days, man. I've had some... Sometimes you got to get it. Man, uh, it you out get quarantined. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, no, no, for real, though, like, I, I have, uh, like, my wrist and thumb have been hurting from using my phone so much because I never use my phone. Uh, thank you. I almost never use my phone because I'm tattooing all the time. And so, I'll like, you know, I'll get on my phone in the morning, look at Instagram and shit like that. And now I'm on my phone all the fucking time because I don't have a job. So, right. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird how much shit's changed with just not. I mean, not being able to work, stupid. All the businesses going out of work or going out of business is crazy. Like, but little shit, I didn't realize. You can have that back. Yeah, I see uh, you over here clouding yourself up. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I uh, I spent, or how much more time other people spend on their phone compared to me until recently. I was like, oh, this is normal. Like, to have your phone in your hand all fucking day. It feels weird to me. It's not and, like, normal to me. reaching up here, like, my fucking thumb hurts. Because I've been on my phone, same, like, six hours same, a day. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand what you're talking about, but... That's yeah. not my normal life. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be. It's crazy. I, I, I try. I be in it as much as I need to be in it as right. business, but I don't try to post like my life. Yeah. Well, I've had uh, I've had a few people hit me up because they apparently think because I have a weed page, I'm like in the weed world, and I'm like I have to clear them. I'm like, hey, no, I'm just the stoner. I have, that, I have a podcast. I have a, a podcast, a cannabis podcast, and and I, I'm trying to figure out a way to help other people that I think deserve promotion and not so much the big companies that have the advertising money gotcha um so on that thing people hit me up and go hey how did how did you get in the industry i'm like i'm not even really in it like i'm just <laughs> you just I'm dove like, in it i just i'm just i you have an instagram in i'm sorry yeah but you the dove thing, in it that's and what you did i uh it's hard to explain yeah but i'm not in it like so, i'm i'm just i mean i am you i'm are. here but right. i'm not right I, it's weird. I just like fell in on accident. See, I was trying to be even fucking... a cannabis magazine is in the industry, right? If you're a podcast and you're doing cannabis interviews and everything about cannabis on your podcast, in a sense, yeah, you're in the industry. It's mostly about cannabis, but it goes different you're, directions. You're meeting for sure. growers yeah. and breeders and yeah. dispensary owners and yeah. My uh, my next one in a couple of days is with the. Uh, uh, Garrett Hall, he has uh, Grady Growers out in Chickasha, okay. and it's lots of organic stuff. And I'm like, I want to interview people like that, and then compare it to you know the guy that everything's indoors and everything's like all high tech, and then yep. the guy that's like just an old school farmer. I'd, I'd like to see the differences. Um, but yeah, the point is that lady that most recently messaged me, I never thought about telling her like you could go. Do you know stuff about social media? You could go run social media for people like you. You could have somebody come yes. out like an intern. Yeah. 
just be like, hey, here's the account, run it. Yeah. Like the girl that runs the ones for my shops, yes. uh, I bought a vacuum cleaner for her, mm -hmm. and that was two months of pay. And then uh, we'll talk about how I pay her <laughs> but it involves what's in your hand right now right uh but no like i grow my own so Correct. if she has a card i can legally give it to her and as a, in exchange for that she runs my yeah, instagram yeah i hope i didn't just like out myself as a no, no, no. drug dealer because i give yeah. one person but yeah i give away more weed than i smoke no, i think you're it, you're giving something that for money yeah you're giving it to right yeah bargain and trade and i think i legitimately actually i just realized That's like that a recently, donation you I, donated that to her for your service yeah and uh we were talking about doing tattoos, but she has kind of limited ideas of what she wants tattooed. So I was like, no, just, I'll give you whatever. If you want me to pay you cash, I'll pay you cash. She's like, no, this will work. And so I don't even mention her name. Like nobody knows what she does. She's just right. like behind the scenes. She's really cool. And you could get somebody like that to do your Instagram uh, for mm -hmm. both of you. And then you could just step back and actually enjoy everything. And you don't have to worry about how do I get this shot while I'm trimming that just that bitch is following you around doo -doo 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 -doo, all day and get somebody from Cameron that's like all tech savvy and shit, also a stoner. And I mean, you wouldn't even have to pay him in weed. You could just right. be like, hey, you're learning. And they would probably do it to get in the world of, of cannabis Correct. and for fun. And then when they're associated with you, I mean, obviously they're gonna eventually get some free shit. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking for a video guy. Yeah, and I don't. Sure. I wish I knew a video guy because I need a video guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. But yeah, this. I want him to be able to document. I feel like Everything I'm fucking working with Snoop Dogg over here, dude. I don't. You guys are nuts. I'm over here like I smoke like twice a day. <laughs> so I already smoked, smoked like three times, times before you got here. Yeah, no, you definitely do. Um, but anyway. Uh, I never technically asked, and you kind of touched on it, but I have some questions written down yes. I'd like to ask. What exactly, like, what all do you guys do at, at Stank Boy? Like, what's, so you're, you own Stank Boy Seeds? We both do. Okay, and then yours is? Say that one more time, come on. Four, four Horsemen? Yes. No, Marlboro, yes. I got yes. Four Horsemen. Yes, on Instagram, Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen. So you guys have two separate things or it's all one thing and he's the grow side that produces flower and you're the seed side or how to like no we're how both the, both all in it okay all in it. i didn't really understand how the two different things work or all what. in it to, with the marketing and everything came about to protect us in florida for events we were doing gotcha okay that makes sense and that's the other thing is you got to find so many loopholes in this thing like the more <laughs> i talk to people about about the cannabis world it's like everything's another loophole because nothing's really legal like everything's somehow you got to go through this and skirt correct, this correct. all the time. Correct, because it's um, not federally legal. Right. Yes. But, I mean, that's a huge step from, like, looking out for cops all day. So if you got to pick. And also, I don't know, if you had a big grow and you tried. I don't know how those guys were hiding it for so long. Like, the huge ones. I'm like, dude, you got. there's a guy out in Arizona. I don't even know how you grow weed in Arizona. Um, and he had a grow. I watched a YouTube video. He had a grow since the 70s that was, like, a 1,000 acres. And it's all weed. I was like, how the fuck did you hide that? And apparently he owns thousands and thousands of acres around it. And he didn't worry about aerial views because there's trees and all kinds of shit. And it's all green. Yep. And he probably never had too many flybys ever. Yeah. And he basically said anybody, anything as far as like an airplane or whatever, it was always just like a commercial jet type thing. And, and it was so far away. It just looks like a green blob. They don't have anybody checking on it. And I was like, so they don't check on that. And that's a huge crime apparently, which I don't understand why weed's a crime, but uh, they have guys between here and Wichita Falls flying planes, spending government money to fly a fucking airplane to see how fast I'm going. Like, they check from the sky with a radar to give me a ticket for 80 bucks. 
I'm like, you got a fucking airplane out there to dish out tickets? Like, they'll have guys on the ground radio and like, yeah, the fucking gray Mercedes go on 96. Like, really? Yeah. They'll, they fucking know. have airplanes for it. And I'm like, right. that's a huge waste. And I mean, you, are you from Los Angeles? Yes. Okay, so you know about the choppers out there, obviously. Yes. That's, I always thought that was weird. There's always a helicopter looking for something out it's there. There's always a crime going on. Every time I'm there, there's something. It's always, it's just literally always it, like I that. I mean, Los Angeles is all hood. Yeah. Like, it's no matter what, it's a lot of cities <laughs> in yeah. throughout Los Angeles. And, dude, it was a huge culture shock when I went to, uh, I went to downtown LA, like yes. the uh, the arts district, yep. to get a tattoo. There was a guy, have you heard of Vito? No. Okay, big name black and gray guy, Vito, had a little studio there, and it's like the uppity part. But to get to it, you got to go through, uh, what do they call it, where everybody's got a... Skid Row. Skid Row, thank you. Oh. Holy fuck, dude. And this was like five years ago. It's apparently got worse. I wasn't ready. I was like, man, I've seen like 80 <laughs> homeless people in Austin once. That's dude, like a that, record. So they cleaned up a lot. Oh, okay. Now, if you'd have came there like 20 years ago or even 15 years ago... Oh, it was worse? Oh, wow. <laughs> dude, blocks, that shit was so blocks. scary. I was I wasn't even wearing a good watch. I had like a two hundred dollar watch. I still put that shit in my pocket, and yeah. I was like, I had my. Tits I didn't know galore, what to do. Huh? Yeah, so, it was fucking. But the thing is, it's nobody I should be scared of. I just right. fucking country kid from right. Oklahoma. I'd never seen that. Yeah, but it's and like they're blocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they own it. Yeah. 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 No, you could. They made that very clear. And I went to McDonald's <laughs> to try to get a fucking. I thought I could eat real food. There was no food. There were no restaurants that weren't like it was like upscale. You have to have a reservation or McDonald's. That was it. And I was very confused by that. And I went to McDonald's to get some fries because I'm about to get tattooed. And I'm like, I got to eat something. So I got fries at McDonald's and watched this guy try to sell insurance to a dude at a table. Like, and he was like sweating, like he was pitching a movie to a guy that was clearly not doing well financially. And it's like both of them are struggling at the same time. And it's like a guy in a suit, but it's a shitty suit. It was a very weird image for me. Like it was, uh... It was a culture shock, to say the least, man. I was like, what the fuck is going on out here? But then I then I went, like, not long after that, I went to Newport, and I was like, I don't understand California. Nice. There's so many different things out there. They, yes. they have everything. Yeah. It's weird. You can go to Big Bear and be in the snow. You can go where? Big Bear. Yeah. Yeah, you can go snowboarding you and skiing right within, like, four so, hours. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You can go snowboarding and skiing, and then you can go surfing in the same day if you wanted to. Correct. If you really wanted to do yes. that. Yeah, that, it's a weird, weird place. But um, do you like do you, your two or three months here? How do you like Oklahoma so far? I love it. Okay, um, I was I like, it's pretty in, cool. I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for nine years. Okay, so, so you can relate to the correct culture here. Correct. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like everybody from California that I've met that is weirded out by a lot of stuff here, they're like, "You guys have like actual Native Americans here." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Like, it's fucking Oklahoma, bitch. That's like fucking a quarter of a population. And you said Native Americans. They're cool. You can call it, like, you can funny. say Indians. That's it's fine. Funny. And they're like, but they're not from India. And I'm okay. like. <laughs> so just, just imagine how, when I moved to New Mexico. Yeah. Albuquerque's nuts. How many of my friends in California were saying that they can't wait to get a passport to come and see me? I'm like, <laughs> New Mexico, not bro. Not old it's Mexico. <laughs> not Mexico. New Mexico. They're like, New Mexico. I'm like, yes, it's in the United States. In between. Arizona and Texas, right underneath Colorado. Yeah, it's not even that far from here. Um, like Red River, New Mexico is a really cool spot. If you ever want to, like, just from here, if yes. you want to get away for a couple days and go freeze your balls off or wait till the summer and go hiking, it's like a ski town. Yes. But in the summer, it's dead. And you can just go out there and, like, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to arrest you for smoking oh, weed. I think it's medical out there. Do you when know I, New Mexico laws? Yes, yes, it it's, is medical. Okay. I could tell you. Oh, yeah. I was like, he was the one you were, we were going to for laws earlier, so I don't... <laughs> no, 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 but we have our genetics in New Mexico. Oh, cool. So we okay. have stuff in, in dispensaries out yeah, there. Yeah, so Red River's fucking 
Cool. Um, what part of New Mexico? Albuquerque. You just said that. I'm too high. Organica. Yep. Sorry. My bad. Sex Organica. driver Kush. <clears throat> Sex driver Kush. Yeah, you got an award for that one. Yeah. I know. So, actually, no? we got the award for Bear Trap and um, Tango G. Okay. And I was in Seattle and Washington. What was in the... Oregon. I remember Sex Driver Kush was mentioned on your bio, I thought. Correct. Wasn't it? Okay. So it's like one of your big I ones. I advertise it in different dispensaries. They okay. give me all the info for it. That's cool. Um, how did you... And you kind of... A lot of these questions you already covered for me, but how did you <laughs> learn the grow side? Like, uh, where did you start with that? Because so, there wasn't YouTube back then. No. So when I was like 17, I was still buying pounds of weed and selling it in the neighborhood. And so I used to go up to Humboldt, like we was talking about mm-hmm. Mesino County and everything. So I had a friend up there that I used to go buy from, and he was much older than me. So as many times I kept coming, he took a liking to me, and then he started showing me how to grow. So I took less time of going up there to get stuff and coming back. I ended up, my friends started getting mad at me because instead of just going up there for a couple of days and coming back down, I'm up there for like three months. Oh shit. I was thinking like a couple of weeks maybe, saying? yeah. Like you can't own. get mad at me if I'm the one that's going up there to get it and bringing it to you guys and let you hustle it. Like, right. I'm up here learning something. You see what I'm saying? So I would do that. And I would spend my time up there, come back down, do my thing, go back up there again, spend like three months, do that before it got cold. And I learned a lot. And I did that for about like four years. And then within that time of doing that and me growing, that was around the same time my friend smoked my stuff. Oh, cool. Good timing then. Yeah. You so And saying? you got so, all the training from Humboldt but you're bringing it down to the LA area. And then, so when you were doing that, um, man, dude, that fucking, the combination here, I'm too high to function at the moment, which is okay. (laughs) I I don't think anybody's gonna be too mad, but, um, when you were doing it back then, like right now I can go on Amazon and I can order whatever fucking nutrients I can go down to the store. Did, was it a lot of compost teas or correct? Okay. That's kind of what I assume. Things like that that we were feeding the plants. And are correct. you still doing some of that? Are you keeping um, some of the old? Not as a little bit of the old, not as much. Okay, like I, I, I don't know. I always assume there's like certain things that you figure out better versions of later, and then there's certain things that are good to stick to. Like that's how yes. everything for me goes back to tattooing yes. again. Like that's some, how tattooing is. So. That's why I say a little bit of some yeah. things now and a little bit of old things too, because. Okay. You can't give up the old things. That's what started it all. Right. Yeah. You got to hang on to something, and yeah. that's like the in tattooing the fundamentals like the fucking black in the corners and actual line work or what hold the thing together and the rest of it you can do whatever the fuck you want once you right. get those in there right um so what strains are you are you i guess i should try to figure out where did you start at with strains like when you're breeding new strains are there a lot of secrets in that or you like just start with a strain you like and cross it with another strain or where does that go correct it's more of my liking okay <clears throat> so I smoked something that was out there and I was like, ooh, I like that. That seems like it'd be good with this. And it's almost like a chef, you know, you're okay. tasting it on a palate. Right. And you'd be like, I wonder how that would taste. And then you kind of put those two together. And if you grow it out and see how it tastes and if it comes the way you think it might come out, you're on a roll. Okay. Like, yeah. Like um, for me, my favorite strain is forbidden fruit and it's like cherry pie and... Does anybody know? I don't fucking know. There's too many strains. But it's a mixture of cherry pie and something else. And I don't... I've never had either of the other strains. So, so when you get into the actual genetics of the plant, now you want to learn about, okay, if I like cherry pie, what kind of limonines, maricines, terpenes that it gets off of this plant? So when you understand that it has, okay, the maricines are like 30%, you know it's going to be very 
fruity, tangy type of mm-hmm. taste to it. Lemonines are going to give you a different hint notes to that. So if you take that and push it into like an OG Kush, an OG Kush is going to be more of your earthy taste. So now you're going to take something that's sweet and earthy and make it t- together. Okay. Now, what kind of funky smell are you going to get out of that? Do you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like if you get something that smells like gassy and weird and put that with fruit, it might make a funky thing that... Correct. And sometimes it could... Two things that might not seem great, you put them together, you get something wonderful. Correct. Like and we I did that with our apricot cookies. That's what I learned about peanut butter and syrup on eggs. You can do scrambled eggs. <laughs> it's so, a fucking terrible idea, but you should try it. So <laughs> our apricot cookies, we when we had created that, we weren't going to name it apricot cookies. We, okay. wanted, we actually named it Mrs. Buttersworth. Um, it made it on CNN when uh, Washington, D.C. went <laughs> recreational. And CNN was interviewing a guy growing in his house. And asked him what strand he was growing and he said mrs buttersworth and, and from then that it just went fire on our phones where mm. people was calling us saying that our strand made it on cnn so from that part then i got a cease and desist letter that that's I what i was gonna ask i was like did they see <laughs> so we went back again? to apricot cookies but apricot cookies was a sweet strand with a gassy strand too mm. and it came out smelling like a rotten apricot with like gym socks that's my best description <laughs> because it was so funky that it would be smelling like a yeah. funky room like that yeah so where it's just so weird but you like it yeah i have one that's like that that it was so my favorite you know i said i have like a side of my tent that's all experimental usually i experiment on the ones i don't know the strain anyway because i found it in a rolling tray and i forgot mm-hmm. so uh i'll and so far i haven't had any fucking herms which is cool i don't nice. know i somebody told me that's a bad idea i was like I, if i get one that's got seeds on it i'll fucking put that in my backyard and we'll just have some seeds but uh one of them i don't know what strain it is but it smells like straight fucking gasoline but when you smoke it it's like lemon and gasoline and i was like this is weird and it's it's it smells bad like it smells like something you shouldn't that's like what marvel be talking about that that lemon pine saw <laughs> Well, that's the, the the wax you had earlier was like it kind of had a lemony smell, but this is like a weird combination of smells that I'd never had, and it it's I got it out of my rolling tray, so I had to have had this strain before. Mm-hmm. But apparently, when I grew it, it turned out to be a different fucking thing because I don't recognize this as anything I've ever had. It smells weird, and I only got like maybe ten or fifteen grams out of that plant. Okay, so it's like a little. It didn't get very serious, but what was there smells crazy, and I'm like, hey. I'm like, man, I wish I would have cloned it. I know. I know. <laughs> do you it wasn't an auto, moments? was it? No. No, okay. it wasn't an auto. But do you ever have those, like, where you get through one and you grow something and, and then you somehow, like, the clones clones didn't work out or whatever? Have you ever lost a genetic to something you wanted? or no. So you guys have a system, I'm guessing? Yes. A good <laughs> Okay, yeah. cool. From um, day, even day one from growing in my closet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's another thing. I, I heard an interview with one of the guys that's from Humboldt Seed Company. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how they've been doing, I guess his dad opened, or his dad had a different thing and he started the company and said it was just seeds when it was illegal still. And they were thinking like vegetable seeds and he found a bunch of loopholes and shit, which okay. is the whole history. Uh, but he he was talking about how they take 20 cuts from every plant before they start fucking with it. Like they'll have one, they put 20 pl- cuts in a room and they have a room designated for each strain. Mm-hmm. And then when they have 20 cuts of this and 20 cuts of this and they don't cross the mother's, they pick their best cut and then they clone that 20 times and they keep those and there's this whole fucking system it sounded weird i can send you the podcast i was like what the fuck i figured you'd clone it a couple times grow them up make sure you have a good healthy plant here and another one over there and then so if you plant this seed and it grows and you make it a mother plant 
you cut a clone, you give it to me. And then I cut a clone off of it after I make it a mother plant and I give it to Marlboro. That's generations right. going down. So every generation going down is losing potency, this and that, See? whatever, all kind of different things. So for somebody to take something and keep kind and of clone it and clone it. That's yeah, what I was saying. It sounded right. like it was watered it down. He explained it in a way that I'll, I'm, like I said, I'll send you the podcast so you can listen yeah, to it because yeah. it seemed really strange and I'm sure there's a reason for it. But he's oh, like, no, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's, so here's what we're doing here. Today you're just debunking a bunch of weird shit I've heard because the, the high THC thing, like I would have never even thought of that until his expression and you're like, mm -hmm. oh shit. Okay, so these guys are just liars. But um, Everybody wants his, to be on the top. Yeah, but like, why not earn it? <laughs> like, right. it's the same in tattooing. People fucking Photoshop their shit before they put it on Instagram. That's not. Wow, I didn't yeah, you're know not that. gonna make it to the top. You're gonna make it to the appearance of the top, <laughs> and you'll have a lot of money coming in for a little while until people figure it out, and then you have Correct. no career left. Correct. And I think, like, I don't know. I would assume in the cannabis world, sustainability is just as big of a thing. You have to have a good reputation, and everywhere you go, you need to leave a good trail and not fuck anybody over. Yeah. Or nobody's going to fuck with you. And you'll need those people because you need a resident of this state and a person that helps you Correct. with this. So, right. Right. so that's one thing I've really noticed that I really like about that whole world is it's very community oriented and everybody seems to be, it's either an outsider that's like a business guy or everybody's friends and everybody's friendly and there's friendly competition. And right. then there's the occasional guys, obviously, you know, there's going to be the cutthroat super people that are yes. just competitive, but I've seen way more community and family and, and kindness out of the weed world than I have anything else. Like, Did you go to High Times last year? No, my wife worked it, though. She uh, she was selling shirts for uh, one what of my clients. She, she said it was crazy. <laughs> I heard it was crazy. She said it was just nuts. <clears throat> and also, I heard the price on one of those booths. I was like, oh, it's like that. I thought yeah, I, I would. I don't want to get in detail no, about High Times. It's crazy. So I work tattoo conventions. And a, a really expensive booth for a 10 by 10 is $1,000. That's like really expensive. You can get a whole fucking aisle for five grand pretty much anywhere. The most expensive conventions I've seen, you get like the supplier booth is high demand, usually it's 2,500 to 5,000. And uh, sometimes they have a deal where they get a cut of sales. There's different things, but usually it's just a flat rate and it's like the biggest booth. And I heard the booth price for the one that my wife was working at. And I was like, are you guys going to make that? <laughs> like, how the fuck are you going to make that? Right. It was really right. high. Right. And it was it was such a high number. I'm uncomfortable saying it because I don't even know if it, like we'll talk after. I yes. think it's probably right. Oh, I'm sure you're right. It's fucking stupid numbers. Yes. yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> apparently it's worth it to certain people. Like a car. Yeah, it was is about like the car she drives. Yeah, she drives yeah, a Forerunner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's about the price of a Forerunner. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck, for a regular size booth. <laughs> like they showed me the booth, I was like, it's not. I thought they had like a block. Um, but the point is, the guy bought the booth, and then mm. he invited some other people to a, do other he, things. Did he get a cup or a trophy? He got a few. Yeah. Um, oh no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they they sold shirts though, and they. They were selling shirts for my client's company that they don't have anything to do with actual cannabis. It's just cannabis related shirts. It's like mm -hmm. uh, they have like cute sayings on them for mm -hmm. girls. And like it, like my wife has one that's like a dream catcher with uh, like a weed leaf in the middle. It's called, uh, why do I not know? Te Texoma Hemp Clothing, mm -hmm. THC. But they're really cool shirts. So and they're my, a hemp clothing company? 
well, they don't actually make clothing out of hemp. Okay. It's a, it's a catchy name, yeah, but so they, they print off like regular shirts that just look cool. Um, and my wife was there helping them out because they asked her to, and it was yeah. like a cool, like, Oh, I get to go work. No, the, no, no. the numbers on high times was ridiculous. It was very busy. Yes. Yeah. I saw the lines. Um, I saw pictures Calif- of the lines. California was, uh, 37,000. Uh, Denver was somewhere between 34, 33,000. You guys were past 60,000. Holy shit. So when they do that, though, I didn't even, like, until it came to Oklahoma, I thought High Times was just for people like you that would bring your strain and have judges check it out. And I didn't know it was, like, a spectator event and a marketing event. I thought it was more of a competition. It's It's both? It's all of that. Okay. Well, the prices for the booths freaked me the fuck out. I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, um... If, if you get really a booth at a place... You're advertise and brand yourself. There. Right. You're not going to try to sell a product that's going to make you I mean, that you, much money. You can, but I mean, you, if, you're, if you're known, if you already got a fan base, hmm. and you can make them numbers, you can make them numbers. If you can't, it's all advertisement. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm just saying you got to build the, the hype about... I mean, I know my that. annual budget for advertising for two shops, and it's not a right. booth. <laughs> right, right. But if you had $40,000 to put onto your advertisement, yeah. you're going to make it ridiculous. Do you yeah, see what I'm yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And, like, that was the thing, because she was asking me about it. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume companies like Ooze that sell, like, batteries and fucking, uh, or places that sell glassware, I would mm-hmm. assume do well, mm-hmm. and probably almost break even. And mm-hmm. that's all you need. If you If you... If you paid 40 and you made 20, that's enough to offset. And got people, too, that you still can be able to come back. Well, like all the batteries, I I used to just order cheap made in China batteries or get them at the vape shops or whatever. Now I only use Ooze because she brought me an Ooze battery that she bought. And it, you know, she bought a $30 battery, which usually they're like fucking 10 bucks. And I was like, why would you spend that much? And then I tried it and I was like, oh, I get it. Okay, cool. So now they have a lifetime customer in me. So it's worth their advertising money. I understand that like long. I just can't wrap my head around like a dispensary being there. I, I understand a processor or a grow or a seed company, but there's like the dispensaries. How do they get enough money off of, I mean, let's say you're a dispensary in a lot and you go to Cannabis Cup somewhere near Oklahoma City in a big muddy field, which it was a, I don't know if anybody told me it was a disaster yeah. weather-wise, but um, how does the dispensary end up making their money back off that? If they spent that much money to... Yeah. to... Like, I mean, if let's say I have a dispensary and I get a booth there. I don't understand the point of that. Because nobody's if, driving if, an hour. If they spent $40,000 as a dispensary to be there, they would be advertised for one, and they would have to have some kind of a following base, mm-hmm. like how Burner with cookies. Yeah. Well, I mean... Um, because then you're going to have people coming there to buy whatever cannabis that you've been pushing, and they're going to be loyal to come and buy. So and then any a, other new people who's been following you, if you built this hype of yourself, uh, then they're interested to see as well because they haven't had it, but they're hearing about it. But now they want to see about it and get it. So that shit does actually work. Like that's right. every time I look at one of those things, it's like for me, tattoo conventions, everybody's like, well, yeah, it's good for branding, marketing, whatever. It is. it is maybe in your world in tattooing. It's good if you're trying to like travel for work a lot. Yeah. But if I tattoo... Okay, if I tattoo in Denton, which is three and a half hours from here, or probably three, uh, yeah, I'll pick up new clients. They'll come to me, and and or they'll wait till the next year that I'm there. Um, but if I go to Florida, 
I'm only going to get people that are waiting for me to come back. I'm not getting people right. flying from Florida to get another tattoo by me. They wait and they ask me to come back, but that's about it. Right. Well, see, and that's I have because cannabis events travel from different states. Right. So and it's for state us as local. a Seeks company, we can go to different states and represent our brand. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for us to be able to do that, now a dispenser that came from Oklahoma can't go to another state and push their brand. And that was that was the other thing. Like, the more I looked at it, I couldn't figure out how the dispensary was working. But it this dispensary might be bigger than I thought. There's a few here that I didn't realize are like big chains that are also in Colorado until I looked them up on Instagram and I was like, oh, they have like 15 of these things, and they're in every state that is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, which how many states are legal medically versus rec now? Like now, I don't know. I don't know the numbers. Like Jesus, last time I looked, it was like. 39 so i mean that's a lot <laughs> we're almost there even, that's why i'm so, saying this could be medical all yeah the way across texas is illegal straight up right, right? i can't think of any alabama alabama is going to keep it as long as they can too i mean have you ever been to alabama yes <laughs> it's a fucking weird place that's the first place i've seen cotton a field and oh, i came yeah. from los angeles oh um have you drove to altus here yet um, it's like 10 miles of just cotton yes it's so weird. yes yeah i was like Okay. Yeah, so, that's okay. how they do it here. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah, um, they do, uh, at the Air Force Base in Altus, they do, like, a bunch of cool uh, free concerts that are free to the public, though. And okay. the only thing is, like, that's the kind of concert you don't Same show Same thing over at Medicine Park. Yeah, Medicine yeah. Park's cool as fuck. So yeah. are, you, are you actually living in Medicine Park? No, I live in Lot. Hell yeah. Okay. Like, um, have Work you, working have you drank Park. the water in Medicine Park yet? Have you figured? No. <laughs> Should I? Nah, you're fine. Should I not? It gets a little, it's a little <laughs> weird out there. They're, they're real cool. It's like, it's my favorite town. I wanted to open Dude, a shop there for a long cool time. It's small very town. cool. Yeah. It really, um, really is. And if you, if you want to know about some other cool towns around here, uh, anytime, like just message me. I got all kinds of fun insights about little places like what that. What do you know around. about fishing? Uh, you'd have to ask my brother. I don't fish uh, much, okay, but okay. you can fish on the refuge here. Like, no, um, no, there's a lot of a fisherman. He's always okay. looking for the yeah, best. Yeah. I don't know anything about fishing. I'm always quick uh, to ask anybody that. <laughs> uh, I know about a bunch of places that I can shoot guns that you can't. Oh. Uh, and then I know about places you can shoot guns and it doesn't cost much. Like there's a there's a range in Wichita Falls, which is like right across the Texas border. And I think last time I went, I bought I bought 22 ammo, so that's gonna be like 10 bucks or something. Uh, I shot with my kids for like two and a half hours. It cost me twenty something dollars. It wasn't even thirty dollars. Like the I think it's like if you buy ammo, it's like two dollars an hour for the lane. Um, and it's a really nice facility. They sell guns and, uh, I mean, you won't be able to buy one with the out of state ID, but right, right. it's, it's a really cool facility. It's called like a high caliber or something, but there's a lot of cool shit to do around here. That's actually pretty nice. And some of it might be open during the fucking COVID bullshit. I don't know. Right. Never but, know. uh, anyway, uh, with the, thank you. Do you have a way of training people or do you guys just partner with other people that are experienced? Like if you hire somebody, do you train people to do like trimming and all that? Oh, or man. Well, we haven't got to the point of really hiring somebody for us yet. We've been doing the stuff ourselves. Yeah. But when it comes to that point, I'm sure they would go through like trying to work for PDD or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm always confused about how that whole process works, but people are always asking me how I would have to see how much experience they already had. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I assume a lot of people in, in places like you're going where, okay, Oklahoma has been legal for less than two years or around two years. Yeah. So you're going 
to a place where it's very new, a lot of people that have no experience are probably trying to apply for jobs. And I'm real curious, like I'm guessing there's a lot of people with tons of underground experience that are mm -hmm. really knowledgeable mm -hmm. that are coming out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. uh, but from your experience, most people, you said most people in the industry or all of the big ones have mm -hmm. been illegal before. Do you, like, are most of the employees at these places that are, like, really good trimmers and, and really knowledgeable about how to do different shit, are they probably also from the underground? Or, I mean, it's been legal yes. for long enough, I figured, yeah. half and or half. Or out so. of state. Well, obviously not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody's... Either out of state or underground. Yeah. Some of the best weed I've ever had was an old dude that grew it on somebody else's farm in Fletcher, <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> he didn't even grow it on his own land. Uh, he went, like, across the street and down the way and planted a fucking big-ass plant and, like... He also grew at his house, but right. uh, his daughter gave me some, and it was a fucking giant nug like that. And I was like, he grew this out, okay, cool, whatever. And then I smoked it, and I couldn't feel my face. And my buddy, uh, my buddy Rando, who moved back to California, but he's from LA, so he's got plenty of experience with good weed. Yeah. He was like, yeah, that shit worked. And he was just giggling for like an hour. And I've only seen him noticeably high like three times. And this shit was just an old dude that like fixes fucking motorcycles or something that lives out in the middle of nowhere growing yeah. in a field that's not yeah. his. Yeah. And then uh, there's a fun story after that. Apparently I mean, that field's gone now. People have been smoking that for a long time. Yeah. That for shit was, time. it was really good though. I was very, very impressed. And it's I was like, he should. It's weird out here. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I'm, <laughs> I mean, clearly you guys know what you're doing. So um, what's the best thing you've seen in Oklahoma so far? Like what's the weed or otherwise? Like, like you said, you like Madison Park. I like Madison Park. I think it's cool. For when it comes to the cannabis industry? I mean, anything. Just I'm just curious, your take on Oklahoma coming from... I mean, it's like barely legal weed. Like, we just legalized it. I love that they had the license for $2,500. Yeah, that's great. That gave the opportunity for anybody here in Oklahoma to start a business in this industry. That was that was perfect. What's normal? Like, what's the normal price in other states? A million or more. Are you serious? 100%. Fuck. I heard California, or not California, uh, Colorado, they changed you, the price the first even, year was low. You couldn't come up with that. Yeah, no, nobody knows. Florida's 100, 100 million. Are you serious? $100 million to start a fucking, for, is a that for grow or, or dispensary grow, or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so whatever. how is it even possible to profit at that rate? You can't. The only thing that owns the dispensaries and the grows in Florida are banks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Couple of up. two Russian banks and a couple of other banks. Jim okay. Bean. Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Oh, the alcohol company that's yeah. huge. That's fucking nuts. I would have never so guessed that. Million dollars, See, like, when you said those prices, I was <laughs> I was thinking you were to say like ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand, you know. Vegas something. was like I think on the low end in Vegas for a license, just the paper, you're still looking at like one point eight, maybe two million. So without a building. What what do you think the purpose of that is like just to make the money? But I mean, you like I feel like that's where you get people like cartel well, people involved well, in shit. In a growth space, ten thousand square foot space, once you got it repetitious, makes one point eight million dollars. That's nine hundred pounds. That's at two thousand dollars a pound on a low end. So you're gonna make it back in a year. But right. then what about the renewals? Are the renewals still crazy or? No. Oh, okay. So no. it's just to get it and you yes. just got to put so a year so of the money. money yeah. You, you, you go big or go home. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm just like, I, yeah. I, so I didn't know it was that drastic. So for, for Oklahoma to have it at 2,500, that gave. Mom and pop everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the guy I told you about, uh, Garrett. He's California didn't really guy. have that. We had to like struggle and fight to yeah. get into it. 
Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? Um, cookies and everything was all illegal. Like they had to make it a brand to make it legal. Do you see what I'm saying? So they had to start illegal to make enough money to make it legal. Correct. Dude, that's the funniest shit. Like my, uh, I have a client that he's, he sells psychedelics at festivals and he got arrested once with a pretty substantial amount of shit in his bag. And, uh, he went to his attorney and he was like, Hey, they seized all my cash. Like that was all my fucking money. And I needed a good attorney Clearly, like, while I'm on trial, I shouldn't be doing anything illegal. How do you recommend, like, what do we do, like, finance-wise? He was like, oh, no. How did you get here in the first place? He was like, well, I, uh, oh. <laughs> and basically, his lawyer told him, go sell more psychedelics so that you can make the money to pay me to get you off for selling psychedelics. And if you get caught twice, it's going to cost about the same. So just keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, that's probably the best advice an attorney could give you, but also crazy. Like That's what you, they all do. Say if I got <laughs> caught up being a sex offender towards <laughs> my, my secretary or, you know, on my yeah. sexual harassment and she wants to sue me, but we pay her off to keep her mouth closed. It's the same thing. Yeah. And that's, and but that's how I you create repeat. a Weinstein. Like, Correct. that's the problem with that. Correct. Like, Correct. so there's Correct. corruption everywhere. Is what Correct. I mean. <laughs> Correct. That sucks. But I figured like in the weed world, like the government's involved, so there's going to be corruption. But There's going to be corruption in anything. So what about right now with all these people that got their foot in the door, uh, in other states have they started out cheaper and then skyrocketed the prices? Like could these guys be expecting all the new competition to be paying a million dollars a license or do you think Oklahoma's going to stay? Um, I hear that Oklahoma's supposed to go, the next one is supposed to go up to 10000 that's still reasonable, though. That's and then not... after your 10000 it will jump up to 700000 Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, I could... And also in Oklahoma, like, 700000 is a lot more than it is in California. I mean, in Oklahoma, you can buy a fucking mansion for 500000 Right. Like, you could buy a mansion and pay the taxes for most of your life for fucking seven hundred. I mean, that's... Wow. Like, it, it's... Find me a mansion. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, <laughs> where, where... You said you're living in Lawton. What side of town are you living on? Uh, The West. Okay, um, do you, I mean, I don't know how much, I wouldn't tell people the exact neighborhood, but are you happy with where you're living? Like, you just yes. rented a house for now? Okay, cool. Yeah. I have a general idea where you probably live then. But uh, the whole I'm west side's pretty the, good. Uh, the high school that's over there off of Gord. Oh, okay, like by Eisenhower? Yes. Yeah, that whole area is cool. But that, that area is cool. Also, like, with the level you guys are doing shit at, I don't know, I figured you might have, like, two houses of Pecan Valley just for fun. I've or... only been here two months. <laughs> Give me two years. <laughs> yeah, I'll, give, I'll give you three years. But no, like, yeah, you can get a great house for a couple hundred thousand. So people, and it's funny on the podcast, we talk about numbers all the time. Like we'll mention a house or whatever. And some, and I'm like, oh, for my California listeners, that's a mansion. <laughs> like, oh, trust me. Because people, I mean, I don't know what the prices are out. I know it's not affordable to live in California in most parts. Oh my God. A one bedroom apartment is about like two grand. Two grand a month for a one bedroom. Uh, one bedroom Studio. apartment here is probably seven hundred for a nice one. For a one bedroom? Yeah. No, you can find them cheaper. Than cheaper that. than that? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the. I mean, I you have can, a house. You can, you're right. <laughs> like, you can find a house here for like starting at five hundred. Yeah, I, there's really nice houses in my neighborhood for like eight fifty. Yeah. Like really nice. Yes, like yeah, I yeah. really, I would definitely between five and a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, a thousand's like a good. If you're trying to be fancy, twelve hundred is a good cap, probably. But like, you can I get think, a nice I house think, for a thousand bucks. I think a month. anything from five and a thousand is really, really good. Yeah. And I think from a thousand to fifteen hundred is like living really, really yes. nice. I've never seen a house rent for over two thousand in Lawton, right. just because, like, who the fuck would not just buy it at that price? Right. Um, and mostly they're targeting like military people and 
like the officers live in really nice houses because their housing allowance is even though it's lower here than it would be in like say hawaii or california they're still getting enough to pay their their rent and their bills and everything for a really nice place right um it's a it's a good place to live like yes. I, people talk shit about oklahoma all the time i'm like nope. all right new mexico was the same yeah and yeah. new mexico is cool mm -hmm. i like i've never lived there but i like it yeah. and uh texas needs to just legalize weed and then i agree that texas is cool right like <laughs> texas and texas has austin which is like a little it's like a little california inside texas it's real weird and everything it's not legal but nobody will arrest you for any drugs like they're just like they just kind of let it go it's very right. hippie type place but um is there anything else we need to throw out there you want to i mean i can go through my whole list and you can plug whatever you want to plug um but a lot of these questions kind of got answered like ahead of time I just say oklahoma <laughs> look out for stank boy seeds <laughs> stank boy seeds is very impressive um so one more thing, just because I had it written down in here, and my friend asked me to ask you, how long do you flower, or uh, how long do you veg males before flowering? Like, is it different than a female? Um, no, they all veg it's the all, same. Okay, I figured. I didn't know I if there like, would be a difference. Well, it's I felt like it was a trick question. No, 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 no. no. Like, it's like because you're you're talking to people that have never done with anything with breeding. No. Like, I was just curious. Everything about grows everything. the same. Okay. So the thing is, is if you planted two seeds and you don't know if it's a male or a female. And when they're growing, once it hits a light cycle for you to change mm -hmm. or you make it change so you can see, they'll show one, the female will show white little pistols. The male will show little pods starting yeah. to come. If it goes too long, it would literally look like grapevines. Okay. That's the best way for me to Yeah, I've had it. somebody tell me to like sex a plant by looking for balls. They just yes, simplify yeah. it. They were like, yeah, yeah guys balls, have balls. But it, but it literally like almost little... started looking like grapes. Okay. And That's cool. But yeah, um, I mean, that's unless there's anything you want to add, I feel like we've covered a lot of shit. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. so follow yeah. Stankboy Seeds. Yeah. For what's well, the actual Instagram? It's just Four Horsemen. I know I've seen it. Is it Four Horsemen Four Horsemen Four Twenty on Instagram? And I'll uh, I'll post a link to this on Instagram. I'll send you everything, and I'll try to put those in the description of the yeah, podcast bro. too. So. We had a great time. Yeah, thank you, man. Time. Thanks Can't for coming for out. One. Appreciate it. For sure. You want to do another one? Oh, of Hell course. yeah, we'll do another one. All right. Of course. Bye, guys.